Hello, hello again, my lovely audience. I am back. Again. For the, what, maybe 10th time, I think? I think I've lost track of the episodes by now. Um, it is your host, Natalie Nat, Naturally Ryan. You know I go by all three. And today, I'm really just giving you an update on what's going on. Because there's, there's a lot. There's a lot, a lot. Um, so, let us begin with school. Because that is arguably the most boring one, even though it's still cool, but it's only cool in my opinion, and I think it's only cool in my opinion because I'm the one doing it. But, in school, I am declaring my major, and in nine days, I have an audition for the music major, um, for, like, to be a music major, essentially. (laughs) And I'm super nervous, and I'm also super pumped, and also terrified. Um, I need to get two audition videos turned into them, and then I need to go over, I need to take, like, a music literacy test, which essentially says, hey, can you read music? And I can, but I'm also not very good at it. I've been doing it for eight years, and I am still not very good at it. Which is, that's a little concerning to me, uh, because, like, I learned French for six years, and I'm fluent, and I've read music since I was a child, a literal child, and I still can't. So, um, we'll see how that goes. I'll let you know. But, basically, After a very long talk with my favorite professor, uh, I have been convinced, I have been persuaded to actually follow my dreams, I know. Something that takes so much convincing, the thing I want to do. (laughs) Um, Yes, basically, I have been convinced, and I will be working on, like, actually doing the things I want to do. Ultimately, my main goal in life, my main goal for a while now, has been to get into Juilliard. And I was going to audition for Juilliard, and I was going to do that this year, or well, not this year, last year, when I was a senior. I was going to audition for Juilliard, and I was going to go off, but the boy I was dating at the time was incredibly insecure. So insecure, in fact, that he said, hey, I don't want you to pursue your dreams. And I said, um, why? Because, uh, they are, in fact, my dreams. They are the things I want to do. May I please do them? And he said, no. You're not allowed to, because if you become famous, other people will look at you. And I said, what's the problem with other people looking at me? And he said, if they look at you, they might fall in love with you, and then you'll hate me. And I'm like, I won't hate you because other people are looking at me. I think I will hate you because you won't let me go inside an audition for Juilliard. I think I think that's the reason that I might not like you very much. But I was uh, malleable. primed and ready to be manipulated. So too bad to any manipulators in the audience. You can't do it anymore. I've already been played. I I know your tricks now. I know how to not get played. But also, I kind of have a disdain for Green Day. (laughs) Major disdain for Green Day. Not that Green Day did anything. It's just that this man, Green Day was his male manipulator music. And so now I don't like Green Day. But anyway, back from that little tangent, I wanted to audition for Juilliard. I've wanted to do it since I was about nine years old. I used to watch Glee avidly. I mean, I was I was the biggest Glee fan you could have found. I knew there were so many songs that I loved strictly because they were at one point covered by the Glee cast. And that show was incredibly influential to me because I was like, wow, I can be like Kurt and wear crazy things to school. And yes, I'll get made fun of, but that'll be building my character. 
like Kirk. <laughs> and that was really the whole, the whole, the whole thing that kept me going. Um, but ever since, like, when when Rachel and Kurt moved out to New York and were, like, going and doing the performing arts and being on Broadway, I was like, yes, that is the only thing that I want to do, and it's the only thing that will make me happy. And in all actuality, I've wanted to move to New York City since I was around a year old. The moment that I knew what New York was, I'm like, that is where I'm meant to be. <laughs> me, an actual child, going, that is where I'm meant to be. So, yes. Uh, New York is the end-all be-all. New York is the end goal. You know, people, I don't know if anyone else has felt this, but I want to I wanna ask, have you ever dreamed a dream for so long that it doesn't really feel like dreaming? It kind of just feels like a promise? Like, you just know it's going to happen eventually. Like, it doesn't feel like you're hoping for it, or like something's going to stop you from getting there. You know it's going to happen, and you just don't know when. That's what New York is for me. New York is something very, very personal to me. I want to go so badly, but I haven't been out there yet. And I do, I do still have tons and tons of time. But Juilliard is the, the place I want to be, because if I can go to school and, you know, end up with a paper that says, hey, she can sing, dance, and act, and people go, wow, she can sing, dance, and act. That's that's ultimately what I'd like. That's, that would be ideal for me. Um, but in school, here, where I'm at now, I'm doing one of two things. Uh, the problem is, is that as I got older, I realized that I have more than one passion. I'm not only strictly able to do Broadway, like I can do other things too. Crazy, right? People can do multiple things in a lifetime? I have no idea. Well, what I want to do now has changed a little bit. My main dream is still doing music, doing Broadway, being a performer, being able to be paid for it. Like, that is what I want. That is the ultimate goal. However, comma, I know that the world is cruel, and I understand. I understand that the world may not let me do that, or at least may not let me do that to the capacity I want to. Which makes me sad, but I've also come to terms with it. And so, in college, I'm going to be either a music major and a pre-medicine, which is not a major, but like a pre-med, a pre-med student. Uh, and pre-med will give me all of the prereqs that I need to get into medical school. Which, really, that's awesome. That's great. It means that I can go and, like, sing, and then I can also go and do a physics problem. And, like, that sounds like a good day to me. That sounds like what I want. That's the balance I'm hoping to strike. And then, here, okay, so that's, like, the, the first plan. That's the, the more practical of the two plans. I sent out an email yesterday to my academic advisor, their poor soul, um, and I said, hey, my university offers this degree program where you can pick three minors and turn it into one major. It's the Franken major. They call it the 3D because it's triple disciplinary, but I like Franken major. <laughs> and so with the Franken major, you can literally combine any three things. Like, there is no stopping. It's not like, oh, well, here, we combined these for you. You get to combine whatever you want. And so I want to combine music, acting, and dance because then I am purebred Juilliard triple threat, ready to go. And I love dance so much, even though I've been doing it the least amount of time. And even though I've done acting the longest, I, I lost my love for acting senior year of high school because I'm 99% sure that someone I worked very closely with hated me a little bit. Um, and that, that does make me sad, but also it makes me feel better now that I am no longer in that situation. And also, I just got sick of a bunch of people being like, hey, 
you need to change this to act. And I'm like, I've literally been doing this for years. I don't think so. <laughs> Please let me live. Or, better yet, having an ex in the class coming up to me and being like, Hey, you suck at acting. Or being like, hey, you're not going to get the lead in this production. And I'm like, well, can you just let me, like, hope? Can, can you just leave me alone? I broke up with you for a reason, and the reason was because you're a booty. And now you're proving to me, post-breakup, that you have not learned, and you have not changed. So yeah, I'm hoping that if I get back into acting, uh, it's not as awful as it was towards the end. <laughs> because I stopped acting because I was so upset with the way that everything turned out. But with music, I feel pretty confident. So, you know, that's great. That's what's going on in school. Finishing up my gap year, trying to get college money. Maybe won't, maybe will. I'll find out. And if I don't, I have a job. So, haha, I'm an adult. Now, onto all of the other things. Let's talk about work. With work, I get to be a cool kid. And being a cool kid means that I get to help take care of other, other kids. Um, <laughs> that are, some of them are slightly younger than me, like 17 just turned 18 and then some of them are like 12 at one point at one point there was like a 12 year old so like you know things are all over the place it really just depends um but the cool thing i had a meeting this morning where i was treated and respected like an adult and i was able to answer questions and come up with innovative solutions to issues and i'm going to i'm going to be very vague because i don't know how comfortable everyone else is with me talking about this and i would like to respect their privacy while also telling you about my personal developments also my work hours got increased so i can work like it's like 20 hours a week now which is really cool um because originally it was not that and so even though it is like part-time job it that's so much more money <laughs> it is so much more money even with taxes taken out of it that's so much money like that is literally such a substantial increase that I, when I found out, almost cried. Um, and that's what's going on with work. I saved work for a little bit later because it was a very short synopsis. And now onto my personal life. Clearly, the podcast is still, it's still here. It's still going. It hasn't burned down yet. One thing that has burned down is my Twitch streams. Uh, I'm not streaming the podcast right now. <laughs> and the reason for that is because, well, the reason for that is because I don't want to. My hair is wet, I'm not looking very cute, and people on Twitch can be mean. <laughs> Random men will show up in my Twitch streams and they'll, they'll comment things that they want me to read out loud that will embarrass me. Like me saying my own forehead is huge, and just because I have that fat brain, fat with a PH brain, <laughs> fat with a PhD brain, <laughs> does not mean that I want to talk about it on a live stream. Thank you very much. And it's just getting upsetting because men will come in and they'll be like, hey, you look like a boy. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, what? And then when I don't get upset about them calling me a boy, they're like, hey, you're ugly. I'm like, okay, well, now I care about being ugly. I wouldn't care about being a boy if you still thought I was attractive. I don't care about gender norms, gender roles. You can see me as a boy, a girl. But honestly, when we get down to it, I'm just attractive. I'm sorry, like I don't make the rules, that's just how it is. And I know that there are some of you who are, who are, gonna, who are gonna have a hard time with that, but being honest, we all have to accept it one day. I've made my peace with it, and I hope that one day you will too. <laughs> and so anyway, uh, stop Twitch streaming. I'm also, I ordered a webcam. 
does not ship until March. I ordered it the first week of January. I'm sad, because I spent my real hard-earned adult money getting this webcam, and it won't be here till two months after I bought it. And I get it, it's mostly because the pandemic has made like a lot of outsourcing of, of tech really hard. Like, getting a microphone, very difficult right now. Getting any sort of music equipment, so very hard. And I understand that, that's fine. I get it, the pandemic is still rough. Pandemic's still going on to all of you going out and meeting with friends and not wearing masks and not social distancing, it's still going on. So, just a reminder. thing they can do is say no we don't want you and I'll be like cool as of this current moment I'm already not on the voice so you're not taking anything from me <laughs> um what else have I been doing I've been doing video auditions obviously for school I've been doing video auditions for that submitted my poetry to be like read and reviewed and that probably didn't pan out but now I'm just gonna self-publish because I want to oh my god I was on a poetry live stream and I won $50 for winning a poetry competition so that's what I've been up to. My god, that was like the most important thing, and I completely forgot to bring it up. Um, and then other than that, what else, what else is up? YouTube, kind of on a halt, but I'm getting there. Oh yeah, also my computer died. That's part of the reason there was no podcast and there was no YouTube video, is because the surge protector on my computer decided to, you know, implode. And by implode, I just mean it stopped working. It didn't actually explode or implode. It just stopped working. Um, because apparently, <laughs> it's a very, very old boy, and I thought that the surge protector, when I got it, just looked, you know, kind of weirdly gray tan, because that's kind of how they look, like surge protectors. No one's looking for a surge, pr a surge protector with a good aesthetic, like, no one wants that. So I thought this was just run-of-the-mill, like, this belongs in a 42-year-old in a man's office, like, I thought it was that. No, it's, it was just actually really old, and so I had to buy a new one. This is what I don't like about having adult money, is that now, I, when I have adult problems with all the things that I used to buy, <laughs> with all the things I bought using my adult money, when there are actual issues, I have to use my hard-earned adult money to fix it. <sighs> and that is upsetting to me, because that just means I have another level of responsibility that I'm not completely emotionally prepared not very cash money, I can tell you that. Other than that, there's not too much going on. There's not too much going on. A pen pal, a friend who I love and adore, sent me a hoodie in the mail, and when I, I, no exaggeration, cried when I opened it, because I didn't expect it to be a whole hoodie. I thought that we were doing little embroidery projects where we just sent, like, oh, here's a little, little, like, I don't know, coin purse, or a little, like, like, what are those called? The little needle holders? Pin cushion. <laughs> I thought we were just gonna send, like, a little tiny thing, and then she's like, oh, here's a whole hoodie, and I'm like, I, I was not emotionally prepared for this. I'm going to sob. And then, yesterday in the mail, one of the coolest people that I've met sent me a whole chest binder, and I was like, okay, I'm going to cry yet again. And so, I've just been crying, because I keep receiving clothes in the mail, which I cannot stress to you enough, is the highlight of my quarantine life. And 
I'm talking like it is the height of decadence to open up a brand new hoodie in the mail and it's like soft like especially when you didn't even know it was going to be here it's such a surprise your this comfort object is just a surprise now that's so great everything going on in quarantine I'm gonna do an I'm doing an online concert like I'm not doing the concert but I'm buying a ticket to an online concert for my favorite k-pop group because guess what I have adult money that I got from my adult job and now that I've saved up a lot of money for college I get to treat myself because I did the I did the good adult thing but I also get to do the fun thing now that I have done the good adult thing and I didn't think I was gonna go and now I'm gonna cry, oh my god, that reminds me of the other thing. So, in K-pop, there are these things called fan chants. And fan chants happen, like, in the song. You know, like, in American concerts, you sing along to the, the artist singing. And, like, you go crazy, and you dance around, and, like, you you go hard. Especially at, like, emo shows, which most of the concerts I've been to are emo shows. Or they're for, like, indie rappers. Surprisingly similar audience of those, just a side note. Um, and I love American concerts. American concerts are the place that I feel like the most open and free to be myself. I get to dance around, I get to make friends with strangers, I get to wear weird clothes, and I get to scream song lyrics. Like, this is literally, that is the best part of my life. <laughs> and, like, a lot of concerts I've been to have been, like, Watsky, like the rapper Watsky, or um, Panic at the Disco, or Fall Out Boy, or A Day to Remember, like, just to list a few. And K-pop concerts, I've never been to one in person. I would love to go to one, but I can tell you they are not American concerts. And that concerns me. Because I'm so used to an American concert that I don't know how to change my concert etiquette. In a K-pop concert, you have a light stick. What a light stick is, it's it, it's very self-explanatory. It is a, a stick that lights up, and it's all differently shaped and colored for each group. So some, some groups have like really crazy ones, and some of them are like really aesthetically pleasing. Some of them you know, they're just all over the place, and they really represent what that group is for. And so, like, at award shows, when there are multiple K-pop groups performing, you'll have light sticks that, like, show who's for. That's the gist of it. Well, with the light sticks, there's light sticks and there's fan chants, and light sticks are you're meant to, like, wave your arm back and forth, and, like, the light sticks will light up. You don't really dance around, you just have the light stick. You just kind of stand there with your light stick. And, like, you dance a little bit, but it's not like a mosh pit. Like, there's no mosh pit at the BTS concert, and that breaks my heart. Now, the fan chants. You don't scream all the words. And obviously, like, you don't yell all the words if you're an international fan, because you most likely don't speak Korean. But I've gone out of my way to learn the Korean words for songs, so this kind of breaks my heart a little. Fan chants happen in between verses, um, and sometimes you'll yell the members' names, like, one after the other, and they all have their own rhythm. Sometimes you yell lyrics back to them, sometimes you yell inside jokes back to them, and you have to learn the fan chants before you go to the concert. And if you don't know the fan chant, you look like a fool, because it's like, it's like an inside joke that you're not in on, and if you want to laugh along, but you don't know, you don't know what's, you don't know what's acceptable. Well, K-pop concerts are great because they are very unique, however... sad if I get to go to a k-pop show in person because we're not going hard it's not like panic at the disco when I was dancing with the random person next to me 
It's not like Fallout Boy, when the random men walking past me on the grass told me I was cool because I was going a little too hard for all of the songs from the album From Under the Cork Tree. And... <laughs> and it's just, it's just a little strange. It's just something... It's like, it's so cool that it's that unique, but also... There's no mosh pit, and so it's like an exchange. It's like, do you want to stand around and yell essentially something that's almost as intricate as the song itself, or do you want to scream the words you know by heart and punch a stranger in the face? And like, you know, you would think that that would be an easy decision to make, but it's really not. The group online concert that I'm buying a ticket for is Seventeen, because I love them. They are my most favorite. Most favorite group. Oh my god. The... T- my favorite K-pop, my favorite K-pop boy of all time is Woojie from Seventeen, because he is like he is like my ideal man. Oh my god, I love him. So anyway, he I love my heart. Can't even. He raised my expectations for all every man, every single man. My expectations are up now because of him. So would just like just to let any potential suitors know you're competing with a K-pop boy who doesn't know I exist. Just in case you wanted to. Just in case you were curious. And so that's gonna be fun. Um, um, the concert's gonna take place at 2 a.m. in my time zone. It's 6 p.m. in Korea. It's 2 a.m. where I'm at. Or it might be 3 a.m. I don't remember. It's early in the morning. Um, and I don't know if I'm prepared for that. Also, I don't know if I can get it to live, like to cast to my TV. And I'm not gonna know until I'm watching it. So I may be watching a $50 concert on my phone, or I may be watching it on my big old TV, but I won't know until it's happening. The reason I brought this up, I remember now, the reason I brought this up, especially the fan chants, is that the fan chant for one of the songs in this concert is you were supposed to send in a clip of you singing one of the songs by Seventeen called Us Again, which is like, uh, it's like a love letter to the fans. And my boy Wooji wrote it because, or he at least helped write it. He produces and writes most of the music in Seventeen, which is part of the reason he's my favorite. Um, little rundown. <laughs> and so, with this whole thing, basically, you had to submit yourself singing. Well, I was like, oh, I can do this. And they only had a, a period of two days where you could do it. And I was like, okay, I can do this, I can do this. And then I was like, hang on. The song's fully in Korean, and I don't listen to this song because it makes me sad. Because there's a lot of 17 songs I know all the Korean words to, because I'm like, oh, it's a party, I can learn this. Um, but this song breaks my heart, and I literally only listen to it when I'm crying. So, like, I don't really... When I'm crying, my memory and my retention is not that good. Just fun fact about me, when I'm sobbing, I don't take notice of what Korean words are being said to me. Because technically, Korean is my third language. I'm not I'm not retaining that. I'm not retaining that during a breakdown. I, I can sometimes barely retain English, my native tongue, when I'm crying. Don't even try to talk to me in French if I'm sobbing. Mm-mm, that will not go well for either of us. And so, <laughs> I sent it in. And I put an apology note because I realized as I sent this email, I was like, oh my god, there is a chance that Wooji, the the man that I love and adore, hears this, and I don't know what he's gonna think. I'm singing in my third language and parts of this song sound so irrevocably American that it's disgusting. And I'm appalled with myself, I'm sorry. And then, 
I sent a second email. With, so the first one, it was like, here's my here's my recording. There you go. Put this in the fan chain. Because what they're going to do is they're going to take all the fan submissions. They're going to mix it into a version of the song that's going to be released at the concert. And then on subsequent things like DVDs. You know? Like, really cool. Once in a lifetime experience. Which is why I did it, even though I didn't think I did very well. Well, then I sent a second email that said, I am so I'm so I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm singing in my third language, and I, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. And it was the whole email. And they're, like, obviously they're not going to respond. Because they're just, like, stealing these, these MP3 and WAV files and just putting them into the song. But I don't want someone to perceive me. I don't want one of these idols that I look up to to perceive my existence like this. Like, I always thought that if an idol ever had any interaction with me, period, it would be, like, through a fan meet, or, like, through something cool. Not through me sitting on my bedroom floor recording me singing in Korean, which I can speak decently, kind of. I could probably order food and get away with it, but, like, asking me personal questions about myself? Absolutely not. One song I don't know the words to because it makes me cry. You know, and I just needed to get that off my chest. That's part of the life update is that I wanted to let you know that, like, if <laughs> I'm just hoping, like, in the concert, because there's also gonna be behind the scenes stuff. I just don't want Ruchi to be like, yeah, there was this one, one file, this one audio file that I had to edit. It was just like so bad, but I was like, oh, it's one of our fans, so I have to be nice. Like, I don't want to deal with that <laughs> because I will. Even if it's not about me, I will feel like it's about me. And then I'll get sad. <laughs> and then I'll get sad. <laughs> or maybe I'll laugh at it, I don't know. Maybe, maybe it'll be a little bit both. Maybe it'll be a little bit both, I don't know. Um, so anyway, yes, thank you for listening. Thank you very much for listening. Um, yeah, thank you for just listening to my half an hour update on my life and me rambling about things. If you stuck around long enough, uh, thank you, I love you. If you are one of my friends in my life, I miss you dearly. Like, so much. If you're one of my friends over the internet who I've had the chance to meet in person, I also love you dearly, and I miss you even though I haven't met you. And if you're a random listener, then you know what? Like, thank you for for taking a chance on a podcast that has the production value of a regional production of Annie. No shade of the regional productions of Annie, but we just all know that, like, it's not. My point is that I don't have much equipment. <laughs> anyway... <laughs> my casual uh, theater kid bash of the evening. You know what? Stay safe. Wash your hands. Drink some water. And most importantly, take care of yourself and love yourself. And I will catch you in the next one.